Hey, so for those of you that come every week, um, can you help everybody know why we're here today? We're here to help each other see life from God's perspective. So no matter if it's regular Sunday or it's sunrise, uh, uh, Easter service, man, it's going to be an awesome sunrise. Y'all ready for it? Yeah. Uh, so anyways, we are. We're here to help each other see life from God's perspective. And uh, in order to do that, we've got to see life from God's perspective. So let's pray and ask God to show us that today. Father, of all the places in the world we could be, you've allowed us to be on the beach this morning. And, and Father, i got to admit, we do a lot of complaining about the weather, but we're not complaining today. Uh, it is a little chilly, but that's awesome because it keeps the noceums off. And we are so grateful for the weather you picked for us. We're grateful that you've allowed us to be out here today, that uh, what we get to hear even while we're just, just hanging out, is the sloshing of your surf, and it reminds us of your sovereignty and how you control everything. Father, um, all the people that could be together, you brought this group of people together, and they've never been together in the history of the universe. So, Father, I pray that as we worship you, as we experience you, Father, that we would uh, look around and we would uh, have fellowship with each other. We would encourage each other. And uh, we wouldn't miss a single opportunity that you have that you've put together with the people that are here today. And, Father, of all the things we get to do, we get to worship you. And so uh, I pray that, that, Father, we would experience you in a supernatural way. Father, I pray your Holy Spirit would just pour upon this place, Father, and each of us would experience you in a way like we've never experienced you before. You'd be more real to us. You would, you would speak to us in as we walk away, we would know we met with you, and everyone else we meet today would know we met with you today. And I pray for these things in Jesus' name. All God's people said, Woo! Now, i got to tell you guys um, who are new, uh, this is a shock, all right? So can you throw a shock up for me real quick? Now, all our people know this is how we say amen at Driftwood. And the way this kind of got started was the Howleys, when they started going up to Hawaii, they were trying to fit in, and some guy was doing this all the time, so they thought it was some secret handshake or symbol. Well, one day they met the guy and found out he lost these fingers in a farming accident. And so instead of hiding it and using what you think would be a good hand, he started a whole culture of hanging loose. And so it means to hang loose. It means to chill. It means you're okay with whatever's going on. And I couldn't think of a better definition for amen. Because our God is sovereign, and whatever situation he's got us in right now is the best situation we could be in if we see it from his perspective. And so that's why, again, all of God's people said, yeah. All right. All right. Grab a seat if you would, please. And uh, feel free to uh, take pictures of the sunrise. If you want me to get out of the way, I'll get out of the way, all right? Because uh, what God's doing is pretty cool right there. And... Uh, all right, so uh, every time we gather together, hey, Ann, you, <laughs> all right, hey, come here, man, I got a hug from you in like a long time, so, all right, you, love you too, all right, all right, hey, so every time we get together, we, um, we actually uh, celebrate the resurrection because there's absolutely nothing we can do in our Christian life without resurrection power. Can I hear amen on that? Man, anything you can do without resurrection power isn't of God, it's of the flesh. It, and, and so often we, we just do stuff and we think it's of God, but man, God wants to do things that are so supernatural that only he can get blamed. And it takes his resurrection power to do it. For example, salvation. Um, 
before you gave your life to Christ, if you've given your life to Christ, you were spiritually dead. You couldn't take in anything spiritual. You couldn't understand anything spiritual. It was all flesh. And, and God had to make you born again. He gave you a desire and ability to surrender yourself to him. And he now made you alive. The Bible came alive. He came alive. All these things came alive. So we need resurrection power for salvation. But he didn't take us to heaven. He left us here to be ambassadors for him. And he puts us in impossible situations all the time. How many of y'all been in impossible situations? Anybody? Yeah, dude, that's the purpose of it. He wants to put you in situations that you have no control over, that you can't solve on your own. And he wants to solve them. So when people say, wow, how did that happen? You can then tell everybody it was him. That's what it's about. But you can't go through that sanctification process where you're becoming more like him without resurrection power. And then now the last thing for that resurrection power, how about glorification, going to heaven? Man, if you were to die and you were to be laying there dead, is there anything, Terry, you're almost comatose right now, right there, right? That's good. That's why I'm keeping you awake, bro. But laying there, if you were dead laying there, is there anything you could do to get yourself to heaven? Isn't it a good thing that you don't have to do anything? But the resurrection power and the promises we have in his word, that while we're dead and we're in our most vulnerable position, they're not able to do anything. He will raise us and take us to heaven. Is that not good news? That's resurrection power. And so there's nothing we can do without resurrection power that's worth doing. And so um, I want you guys to think about this today, that because he rose again, uh, we can be born again. That's really kind of the theme. Because he rose again, we can be, help me out. Born again. One more time. Because he rose again, we can be. And when John talks about being born again, he's talking about being born from above. We're all born from our parents. Everybody's got a mom, had one, something. I mean, that's just the way it happens. And everybody, but we have to be born again from above spiritually to have that, uh, that spiritual ability. And he gives us some things. When we're born again, now we can have a relationship with an awesome God. And so every time I paddle out on my surfboard, this is one of them, every time I paddle out, Man, I am so reminded of the things that I have because I am born again. And again, the connection that I have with an awesome God. So we use this board a lot, or I do, to think about God whenever I paddle out. And how many of y'all know what's on the inside of this surfboard? If I were to crack it, which I'm not going to, but if I were to crack it, what's on the inside? Foam. There's foam on the inside. And on the inside of this, man, if you were to take and be able to count the foam, the you were to count the holes in the foam. How many of y'all think you could do it? You think you could do it, Jules? I'm not gonna break it, but could you count? Could you even count a little piece of it of how many holes are in that foam? No, and do you know what, Jules? God's thoughts for you are way more than the holes in this foam. So when I think of this foam in this surfboard, man, I'm continually thinking of all of God's thoughts towards me, but not as just his thoughts towards me, God's thoughts towards everything. Hey, so I want you guys to help me out with something real quick. This is like worship aerobics for those of you who don't come very often to Driftwood. But here, stick your arms up, man. I want you to say, God, God. knows everything. All right, you ready to go now? You ready to do this here, man? So God knows everything. How many of y'all believe God knows everything? And so, yeah. So because of the resurrection power, because... He rose again. I can be born again. 
And now that I'm born again, I can be connected all the time to a God that knows everything. Hey, how many of y'all know everything? Raise your hand real quick. How many of y'all know somebody that thinks they know everything? But they don't know everything, right? But God does know everything. He knows more than Google, I promise. You know? God knows everything. And to be connected, because he rose again, I can be born again and in a relationship with a God that knows everything. So if I need to know anything, who's going to tell me? And is he willing to tell me? Yes. In John 14, 26, one of the promises of the Holy Spirit is that I will tell you everything you need to know. And this is good for us old people. How many old people do I have here? Go ahead and admit it. Yeah. He says, I'll not only tell you everything you need to know, but I'll remind you of everything you forgot. <laughs> Isn't that good news? If we need to know it. So if he doesn't tell me, the, I'd say he's going to tell you everything you want to know, but he's going to tell you everything you need to know. And that's the advantage of having a thriving relationship with a living God. But, but again, God, tell me out, guys. God knows everything. That's it, man. And so that's one of the things that reminds me about God. But if you see this little line down the middle of the surfboard, that's called a stringer. And that stringer is there for strength in the board. Without it, it would break in half. And so it reminds me of the fact, all right, you guys ready for the next one? Help me out, God. Now show me your pipes. Show me your pipes. God can do everything. I mean, anything, anything. There we go. Thank you, Terry. So, so we have God knows everything. God can do anything. Is there anything God can't do? No. So how many of y'all need God to do something that you can't do? On a regular basis, you should, because when we're walking with him, when we're seeing life from his perspective, we quit trying to solve it ourselves. We quit trying to do it ourselves. We're, we're realizing that we're ambassadors for him, and he's constantly putting us in these situations well beyond our, our ability so that we can depend on him and represent him to this world. So what a privilege, what a joy it is, because he rose again, I can be born again. And when I'm born again, I'm in a relationship with a God that knows everything. And help me out again, a God that can do anything. Hey, so like JJ was telling you, dude, last night, man, I came in from begrudgingly cleaning the pool that I was just kind of cleaning it and changing filters. And my wife had just stepped in the kitchen to make some cinnamon buns for today, which, by the way, they're still in the fridge because she's in the hospital with my grandson. But I walk in, and I see my grandson doing this on the couch. He's going into a seizure. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I pick him up, and he's, he's stiff, man. His eyes are rolled back in his head. I mean, his lights are on. Nobody's home. And all of a sudden, he goes limp in my arms. And I mean, I, dude, I don't really know what's going on. I'm trying to stick my finger in his mouth, make sure he's not choking. I'm trying to remember what they did when he was one, and he went through all of this. And, and, and dude, man, I just started praying. I said, in the name of, what did I say, Dashley? I just said, in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus, wake him up, bring him out of this. And, and I brought him in the pool, and, and I was never so glad to hear him cry. And he came out of that seizure, and I know there's more bigger medical issues than all of you, but this is fresh for me right now. And, and then what happened next, we took him to the emergency room, and they say he's got this fever. He's got an infection in his body somewhere. He's got something going on. And, and do you think we have prayed for God to heal that? Absolutely. I prayed all night for God to do it, and he spiked another fever. But is God big enough to heal that fever? 
if he wants to. If he wants to. And what I, my point is I'm making to you guys is he's in a hospital room right now with this fever under care. Not because God's not big enough to do it, but God chose not to. It's God's choice. God can do anything. God can do anything if he chooses. But here's the deal. If it doesn't get done, it's because God has chose something else. And how many of you ever through suffering, ever through something hard, ever through something you didn't want to go through, have grown closer to the Lord? God uses that. And, and, and we've got to see life from God's perspective. But the faith I have allows me to know that my God not only knows everything, but he can do anything instantly if he chooses, but it's his choice. Because if he's the God that knows everything, you know what he knows? He knows everything in the past. He knows everything in the present. And he knows everything where? In the future. He knows everything and he's got a plan and it's a privilege for me to be a part of that. So again, when I look at, when I look at all the foam in there, help me out, God, it reminds me, God knows all right, come on, you guys over here, man. You're sleeping yet? Help me out. Come on, man. And, and also, I've got a God that can do anything. Do you all know that? And what a comfort it is to have a God that, that can do anything. But I look at this fiberglass all over this board right here, and it covers the board. How many of y'all surf? Anybody surf? Anybody surf here, right? Hey, so when Chris. When that fiberglass is compromised and it's got an area where it's not covering, when you run into somebody, what's that called? A ding. It's called a ding. Everybody say ding. Because in life we have some dings. You know what dings are? Dings are where we kind of try to eliminate God from our life. We try to not let him be a part of that part of our life. And, and so, but the fact is, is though, even though we're trying to kick him out of part of our life, God is everywhere. We can't kick him out of our life. We can choose not to follow him, but God is always there. And so when I think of this foam it or this fiberglass, it covers the entire board. And it reminds me that no matter where I'm at, no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on, God is everywhere. So by Jesus being risen again, I can be, I can be what? I can be born again. And now I have a relationship with a God. All right, come on, guys. Worship aerobics here. A God that knows everything. A God that can do anything. And a God, now here, if you're really ambitious, you could stand up and say a God that's everywhere. Do I have any ambitious people? I know Terry's not one of them. He's too laid back right there right now. All right, there we go. Thank you. So a God that's everywhere. And so I can have a thriving relationship with that God and not just know those as facts, but I can experience those things. How many of y'all see benefits in having a relationship with a God that knows everything, a God that can do anything, and a God that's everywhere? Are there benefits to that? Man, how can you live life without that? But you have to get connected to that God. And that's, again, what Resurrection Sunday is about. Resurrection Sunday is about Jesus. And so everybody say, Jesus is the leash. Jesus is the leash, right? So this leash right here is Christ. So Paul told Timothy, he said, there's only one mediator between sinful man and a holy God, and that's Jesus Christ. Hebrews tells us the priest did all kinds of sacrifices over and over and over again and never sat down, but Jesus offered one sacrifice on the cross, and he sat down. Uh, and is sitting on the right hand of God the Father. 
We know that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. We know that there's no one can come to the Father except through Christ. And so at some point in time, what's got to happen is what you have to do when he gives you what's called grace. He says, here I am, here's Christ, here's the leash, and I want to attach my life to you. I'm giving, my, I'm giving me myself to you. I want to attach myself to you. And by the way, when you get attached to Christ, how long are you attached for? Forever, man. So it's a lifelong commitment. It's not like I put it on, take it off, that I have sessions with God. And, and we, we go do this, and now I go do something else. But it's an eternal setup, and that's a good thing. And so when you accept that grace, you basically say, Jesus, I want you to connect me to God. And so what happens is it gets, you get connected to God. And how long are you connected to God for again? Forever. And can anybody disconnect you? No. Does it fall off? Let me ask you a question. When you wipe out. When you wipe out, anybody wipe out in life? Let me see your hand. If you wipe out in life, and, 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 and do you have to hold on to the leash or does the leash hold on to you? That's it, man. Once Christ is connected. Now, it'd be awesome to be out in the middle of the ocean in a big swell with this board, right? And we're out there. But if I don't have this leash, how many of y'all know there's waves of life that can, that can separate you from God? You know, unless you're connected through the leash. How many of y'all y'all think that there would be waves enough to separate you from this board out there? Unless you were permanently connected. And so what I want to share with you is because he has been risen again, I can be born again. And I can take the desire and ability he gave me to, to be connected to him and ask him to take over my life. Surrender everything I know about myself to everything I know about him. And be connected to God forever through Christ. If Jesus was nothing more than a good man that did miracles and did all this stuff that we read about in the Bible, but he died and was buried and never rose again, he'd be nothing more than a martyr. But my Jesus rose from the dead so he can be sitting on the right hand of God the Father, being my Savior right now. Amen? Yeah. How about a you? Throw me a shaka. That's Jesus. So you're connected to him. And if you're not connected to him, if you've never connected your life with him and he's giving you the desire to surrender yourself permanently and say, you're mine, I'm yours. Man, I just want to be connected forever. Man, I'm encouraging you to do it today. Because when he was talking to John, uh, Nicodemus, uh, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus in the Gospel of John chapter 3, Nicodemus couldn't really understand this whole born again thing. And Jesus said, look, man, it's the Holy Spirit that's giving you the desire. It's like the wind. You don't know when it's coming. You don't know when it's leaving, but you know when it's there. And if it's there right now today, God's giving you that. And you've got to act on it because you don't know how long it's going to be there, and it's no guarantee it's going to be there forever. So if you have that desire, go for it. But let me ask you a question. For those of you who surf, let me see your hands if you surf. All right. Hey, bro. What's your name? Okay. So when you surf, if you took a brand new board out, no wax on it, and you had a leash and hooked yourself up to it, and you went to go paddle out, what would happen? You would slide right off. So here you are, connected to this awesome God through Jesus Christ. You are connected forever, and it's holding on to you. You're not holding on to it. But there's waves in life, waves that can crush you. And if you don't have wax, you're going to slip off. So what God gave us is he gave us spiritual wax. This wax keeps me stuck to the board. And our wax... The wax that we have spiritually is the Word of God. 
daily, man, we're in the Word of God, not just so we can check off a box and say, I did a daily devotion, but we check off a box. We, we do, do our daily devotion so we know our marching orders, so we can have faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, so we can know that God does know everything. God can do everything, and God is everywhere, and we can trust Him. And we learn that from being in the Word, because I know a lot of people who have given their life to Jesus Christ. They've been connected, but they keep slipping off all day long. And then they call me as a pastor, and I'm like, dude, you got to get in the Word. You've got to be in the Word to build your faith, to understand God, not only your faith, but you've also got to understand God's, God's filter. God filters the Word. If it doesn't fit in the Word of God, if you can't filter it through the Word of God, it's not of God. And so often we'd be lied to by our emotions and by this world system. So, man, to stick on the board, we've got to have that word. And because he has been raised again, he's risen again, I can be born again. And it's only when I'm born again that I have the author of the word of God living in me. And it's only then that I can understand the word of God and be able to apply it to my life. Before I gave my life to Christ, man, the word of God, I could look at it i can make some sense of it but it wasn't alive and now once you're born again it's alive so again so god is the board jesus is the the leash the word of god is is the is the wax that's on here keeping us stuck but let me ask you a question my surfing friends again anyone else who surfs here raise your hand so i can ask you a question please oh all right same dude back here have you ever ridden a board without fins no, what would happen if you had no fins? What would happen if you didn't have any traction on the bottom, you didn't have fins, is you would have no power when you try to pump and drive through a wave to create some speed, you'd have no power. And then, Chris, as you're turning, as you're leaning into your board, instead of turning, the board would just slide out from under you. So these fins give us power and give us direction in life. These, these fins represent the Holy Spirit of God. Because I, he rose again, I can be born again. Not only have a relationship with an awesome God through Christ, but whatever he asked me to do in his word, I have the power and ability to do through the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Because if you don't have to have the Holy Spirit to do it, it's probably not of God. It's just flesh. God wants to have you do things that are so supernatural only he could get blamed. And so the Holy Spirit gives us the power and, and the direction to do what God wants us to do. And so in that, if you were to go out into overhead choppy seas out there, even overhead six-foot glass, beautiful waves, and you didn't have a board, you and I just got dropped out there. You didn't have a board, and I did. And I had this leash, I had the wax. Who's going to have more fun in that rough surf, me or you? I am, because I've got the board, because I've got the connection, because I've got the ability to stick to the board, and I've got power and direction. Whereas you, without that, if you are without that, you would be floundering around just trying to survive. So let me ask you a question, what represents your life right now? Are you out there digging the trials and tribulations and the waves God's thrown in your life? Or are you just treading water trying to survive? 
There's no accident you're here today. And so if all you're doing is treading water and, and you're trying to survive and you're trying not to drown, I want you to ask yourself some serious questions. Say, do I have a relationship with this awesome God? And is my relationship for real because I have surrendered myself to Christ and I'm attached to him eternally? And if that's true, man, you're going to heaven when you die. That's there. But, man, maybe you're slipping around. You've got no traction. And you need to start not a devotion, but some time with God in his word where he's giving you marching orders, where he's encouraging you, he's convicting you. He's letting you know he's for real. And then, and then maybe you need to start doing those things and, take, and, and experience the power and direction that comes from the Holy Spirit. I'm not your Holy Spirit. I can't tell you what you have or what you're missing. Because I kind of, as I paddle out in the morning, I go through this process, finding out where I am with God each day. But I know one thing for sure. I have a God that knows everything, a God that can do everything, and a God that's everywhere. And I know that I'm eternally connected with him, and nobody can cut that cord. We're connected forever. But now as I go through this process of sanctification, man, I got to make sure I'm in his word, and I got to make sure I'm trying to do it in his strength and his power. And so if it wasn't for Jesus' resurrection, I wouldn't be able to do this, and neither would you. It's only because he has been risen again that we can be born again. So many of you guys got a sticker. How many of y'all got a sticker like this? Did Zane give you out stickers like this? Yeah. Zane, raise your hand back there. See that big old tall dude up there? Zane, wave it, man. Show us who you are. All right. Zane's got a bunch of those stickers if after this you want one. But the sticker looks like this. And the sticker reminds us of the same thing, that because he's born again, because he rose again, I'm, I can be born again. The sticker reminds me of this gold, that I have a home where? I got a home in heaven, okay? And, be, and not because I'm better than anyone, but because Christ rose again, I have a home in heaven. But as JJ was sharing, this black that's on here reminds me that that wasn't always so. When I came into this world, I came in this world as a sinner, only thinking about myself. I, I, I didn't have to learn to sin. Hey, these are your kids, right? Do, do they always get along perfect and never do anything wrong? No, okay. Did you have to teach them? Did you as parents teach them? Say, now, here's how to disobey. Here's how to, here's how to be selfish. Here's how to fight. Hey, uh, did, you, did you, Sophie, did you guys have to learn how to do that? No, it came as natural standard equipment, right? How many of y'all came with standard sinning equipment? Anybody? You, you came into the world that way, and that sin separated you from a holy God. But God loved you so much that he came down and lived a perfect life, never sinning once, but he died on the cross to be the Lamb of God that would not only pay for your sins, but take away your sins forever. And he says that if you believe in him, put all your faith and trust in him. That's what that word believe means. Surrendering yourself and everything you know about him, you're surrendering to everything you know about yourself. And he said, if you will do that, the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ is red mark. That will cover your sins and cover you forever. So if you have a home in heaven, it's because you understood you were a sinner and you needed someone to pay for your sins because you couldn't. And if you surrendered yourself to him, you now have eternal life. But 
he didn't take you to heaven because he's got something for you to do. And this green reminds us that we're here to grow. We're here to grow more in love with him so we can grow more in love with others. And the way we grow in love with him is by seeing everything from his perspective, seeing that he puts us in impossible situations. And as we trust him, as we walk with him, he does phenomenal things that grow our faith. How many of you have experienced the phenomenal things that grow in your faith. Guys, see your hands with testimony? Right on, man. That's what he wants to do. But what it comes down to is it comes down to you starting that relationship by surrendering yourself to him. And then also using that resurrection power, not just for salvation, but sanctification, becoming more like him. Everything in your life is there to make you more like him. It's for your good and his glory. And then one day we'll be in heaven and we will be just like him. So again, just so you know this, the gold stands for, what's the one word? Heaven. The black stands for, what's the one word? Sin. The, the red stands for, what's the one word? Blood. And the green represents grow. And that's God's plan for us right here. So again, whatever God's speaking to you about, man, I want you, I'd love for you to do something with that. So would you bow your heads with me and pray and we'll sing another song and We'll dig some breakfast. We're going to be doing some baptisms. And if you want to get baptized, you're welcome to do it. But let's pray right now. Father, I pray that everybody here, whether they have a relationship with you or not, Father, I pray they would realize how awesome of a God you are. That you are a God that knows everything. You know every single thing about every single one of us. Father, if we're trying to hide stuff from you, if we're trying to put off pull off a facade, Lord, trying to be something we're not to you. I pray, Father, that today we would just lay it open and we would expose ourselves to you, knowing that you already know that. Father, you're a mighty God that can do anything. So, Father, you often put us in impossible situations. Not that you're always going to change that situation, but what's even cooler is giving us peace in that situation giving us love, giving us joy, giving us patience, self-control, all these things that are the fruit of the Spirit, Father. So, Father, I pray that if there's someone here that needs to tap into that God that can do anything, that, Father, today you would speak to them and make that real. Father, I pray that everyone here would understand what a mighty God you are, that you're everywhere. And if someone needs that aspect of you, Father, today, they feel lonely. They feel like they're, they're all on their own, maybe making a decision, doing something. Father, I pray you would just reach down and you'd hug them and love them. And they would let, you would let them know that you're more real than they've ever experienced you, Father. I pray, Father, that you would just show yourself real to them. And they would know they're not alone, but they're, you're a God that's everywhere. But, Father, I pray that as awesome of a God that you are, that if someone's not connected to you, that there's no such thing as their own deal with you according to your word. You're God. You're almighty God. You get to call the shots. You get to make the rules. And I pray that there's somebody here that has not been connected to you through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross and being risen again. Father, I pray that today you give them a desire they can't refuse to surrender everything they know about themselves, everything they know about you. I pray that they would understand and know without a shadow of a doubt that the only way that sinful man can be connected to a holy, righteous God 
is through that resurrection power. And Father, they would surrender their lives to you. Father, I pray for those of us that have given our lives to you. We know we're connected to this mighty God, but we just kind of do our own thing in life sometimes. Father, I pray we would be, have a commitment to your word, to let your word be that filter that everything in life goes through. Since our, our flesh wants to lie to us, the world system wants to lie to us, and the, and the devil wants to lie to us, we need a filter to know whether it's of you or not, and that's where your word gives us that ability to stick to you, and it builds our faith. So, Father, I pray that our commitment to your word because of the resurrection power would grow and things would be filtered and our faith would grow. And, Father, I pray that if we're tired or we've realized that today we're doing things in our own power, we're treading water, we're just kind of hanging in there, I pray, Father, that you would introduce us to the power of your Holy Spirit reintroduce us to the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, where we just simply trust you and we do what you say to do, we follow you, but we watch you energize us. We watch you do things supernatural. We watch you do things that have no other explanation but you. So Father, I pray that because Jesus rose again and we know we can be born again, that we wouldn't miss anything that comes with us. And I pray for these things in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, all right. Hey, so listen, man, in a minute, I know, is Mike here? Mike uh, getting baptized? Uh, right up there, all right. So I've got, I've got one guy, man, that's getting baptized today. And this is what baptism is. When you've given your life to Jesus Christ, one of the first things he commands us to do is to make a public profession of it. You don't have to get up and speak, but you go out in the water. And when I hold, when you're standing in the water, what does that look like? It looks like a cross. And, and what it is, is it's a symbol of Jesus' death and Jesus' burial. But what do I get to do next with that person? I bring them back up again. And that's a symbol of the resurrection. But for them, it's a symbol that they've died to being their own boss. And now they're rising to live a new life with Jesus as their boss, with Jesus's power, that resurrection power. And so, Mike, come on down, bro. Uh, that, that's what Mike's going to do here after we get dismissed. But I want to encourage you. Uh, every year we have people that say, dude, I need to get baptized. And they aren't even dressed for it, man. We'll make sure it's not immodest or anything. But, dude, maybe you're wearing a full-on suit. Maybe you're like Joan and you are just got a hat and everything. If God's calling you to get baptized, to make that public proclamation of your faith, man, I want to encourage you to do it. Be obedient and be a part of that. And so I want you to know that's open and that's an opportunity available for you. All you got to do is come down here and find me. And, uh, and if it's only Mike that's getting baptized, dude, that's awesome. But if God's calling you to do something like that, man, I'd love to have the privilege of baptizing you too.